From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Washington Watch. Well, all eyes were once again on the Supreme Court this morning as they issued opinions in five cases. The Mississippi abortion case was not among them. We'll get an update from the court from Washington Watch reporter Marjorie Jackson in just a moment. But first, coming up on this Tuesday. This is a very historic milestone, a monumental step forward. The United States is now the first country in the world to offer safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months old. That was President Biden just moments ago. Last Friday, the CDC began recommending COVID vaccines for babies and toddlers. Does the science support this action? The day before, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul asked Mr. Science, a.k.a. Tony Fauci, about the actual data that supports vaccinating children. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. Well, in the same Senate hearing, Dr. Fauci responding to Kansas Senator Roger Marshall indicated his agency would continue to fund research by the Chinese Communist Party. Frankly, that is stunning. Senator Marshall joins us in just a moment. Also on Friday, China announced their latest military expansion. China launched its third and most advanced aircraft carrier on Friday with improved capabilities and rivaling the U.S. Navy's carriers for size. So, in the meantime, what is the U.S. Navy doing in response? Well, let me make sure that I use their proper pronoun when I say they, their, them, or whomever are giving China, Russia, North Korea, and every other bad actor on the world stage a reason to celebrate. I'll have the details for this asinine story for you when I'm joined by Texas Congressman Pat Fallon. And public education is a frequent topic on this program. And as I've said many times, if at all possible, we should not have our children in these indoctrination centers. But we should be there ourselves, bringing light and hope to the children trapped in these schools that are teaching everything there is to know about sexual promiscuity and perversion, but very little about the, how to be a productive, prosperous citizen. I want to share with you a, a way that you and your church can make a significant difference in your local school. That's coming up later on this edition of Washington Watch. And finally, some sanity in sports. We have to protect the rights of all our athletes to compete. But we also have to protect competitive fairness at our events, especially women's competition. That was Hussein Al-Musalam, president of the International Swimming Federation. The decision was quite timely, at least for Americans, as this week marks the 50th anniversary of Title IX that launched women's sports in this country. Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe is here with more on his measure to protect women's sports. We'll also get an update from the Portsmouth Public Library meeting that was scheduled for today to discuss the LGBTQ library display in that public library designated for children. It was designed to reach children. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. The word for today comes from Psalm 119, verses 10 and 11. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from 
your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. But let the heart of the psalmist to anchor his life in the word of God be our heart as well. To join FRC's Bible reading plan, go to Stand on the Word. Go to Stand on, it's at Stand on the Word. It is at frc.org slash Bible. All right, as I mentioned today, um, FRC is at the end of our fiscal year, and this is an opportunity for you to partner with Washington Watch and FRC. FRC receives no government money. We are uh, able to advocate for biblical truth here in our nation's capital because of folks like you all across this nation standing with us. If you'd like to join us in the Stand for Truth, I've got members of our team standing by to take your call right now, 800-225-4008, or you can visit TonyPerkins.com. Again, that number, 800-225-4008 or you can visit TonyPerkins.com. As I mentioned, Washington Watch's Marjorie Jackson was at the court this morning. I'm here outside the Supreme Court, where every day crowds have been gathering in anticipation of the Dobbs decision. Today, the fate of Roe versus Wade has not yet been decided, but several other decisions were released, including Carson versus Macon, a case out of Maine that decided in favor of religious schools. The pro-life nation is awaiting the Dobbs decision. In the meantime, we'll be out here every decision day at the court. The next decision day is this Thursday. Stay tuned. And we will stay tuned. Another decision day on Thursday and then Monday is the last scheduled, but quite likely, it's quite likely the court will have yet another decision day next week. So we'll be watching very closely. By the way, the uh, Carson case out of Maine was a major religious freedom case by a vote of six to three with Chief Justice, by the way, writing the uh, Chief Justice Roberts writing the majority opinion. The court said Maine cannot exclude religious schools from a tuition assistance program that allows parents to use vouchers to send their children to either public or private schools. Now, what's interesting is the school that was at the heart of this case was actually teaching a biblical worldview, so a major, major decision on behalf of religious freedom. We'll actually talk more about that tomorrow when we're joined by First Liberty Institute, uh, which was a part of arguing that case. All right, starting today, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers across the U.S. began giving COVID shots to children six months to five years old, something the Biden administration is celebrating even though a poll back in April showed that less than a fifth of parents of children under the age of five were eager to access the shot right away. And on top of that, we're not quite sure the data supports it. Joining me now to talk about this and more is Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas. He practiced medicine for more than 25 years and delivered more than 5,000 babies as an OBGYN. He is also a member of the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Dr. Marshall, welcome back to the program. Tony, great to be with you. Sounds like we got a great show ahead of us, some great topics, and you got some more great guests after me. So look, I look well, forward to well, it. We're st- well, we're starting with the, at the very top. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about the delivering 5,000 babies. Uh, I know you are you're really good on the campaign trail, but having 5,000 uh, supporters out there certainly is a good start. Yeah, don't forget their moms and the grandmas and the aunties and the, all those people, too. That's what I love about doing parades back home. I'll, I'll see, you know, lots of people I delivered as, as well as their, their grandmas and, and all the other relatives. So I, I've really been blessed. 
Well, let's start with uh, getting your take on the COVID shots for tots. I mean, we're talking about babies and toddlers. Yeah, well, well Tony, I, I think that the best advice I would give anybody is to talk to your physician about your child's situation. I do think it's an individual decision. There are certain children out there, maybe with some high-risk conditions, that, that probably would be urged to get the shot. But right now, I, I happen to disagree with Dr. Fauci. I agree with Senator Paul that the data out there does not really show that those shots prevent hospitalizations or deaths. All the data shows is it increases the antibody response for a short term, and that's a good thing. But I, I just don't see the, the, bene- the that much of a benefit. There's absolutely some risk. Uh, the, the little kids seem to do very well. I know my grandchildren have all had COVID several times, maybe a sniffle, hardly any symptoms. But please talk to your own doctor first. Yeah, I think it's better to talk to your doctor than get advice from uh, politicians in Washington. Uh, Let's talk about something else. In your questioning of Dr. Fauci, you have uh, you and and, uh, Congressman uh, Jordan of Ohio have talked about there's a cover up of the connection between the lab in which this uh, virus leaked out of. And there's a paper trail that shows this. But despite that, and despite the fact that it appears that there's being uh, efforts to block that information coming to the public, Dr. Fauci and his organization is continuing to, to give taxpayer dollars to the Communist Party of China. Right, Tony. There's a paper trail. There's also a money trail, and the money trail to China continues. And, and I would just tell everybody that using American dollars to do research on, on gain-of-function studies is like, doing nuclear uh, weapon research with Iran. The, the big difference here, though, is that this virus has killed over a million, one million Americans. So I can't imagine why we want to continue to throw dollars uh, over there to help them do more development of these viruses when they haven't shared information from previous studies as well. Uh, there's rules out there that says that they have to share that data. They're not doing it. So I don't know how Fauci justifies continuing to fund any research in China. And it's it's just a horrible national security idea. I mean, Dr. Marshall, I think I I think I can speak for most of our listeners and viewers. That makes absolutely no sense that we would give our tax dollars to the Communist Party of China that is doing everything they can to 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 outdo us from their military standpoint. They're engaged in. espionage when it comes to our technology. I mean, they are not our friends. Why would we give them money to do gain of function, to advance these viruses that can be used for for deadly purposes, whether it's accidental or it's intentional? The results are the same. Right, Tony. And why won't the national media ask the president these same tough questions that you're asking right now? How can he justify giving money to China uh, you, you rattled off several facts, uh, so, you know, the cybersecurity issues, the, the continued attacks from China, 90% of the fentanyl that's coming into this country and killing 200 Americans every day. The precursors are made in China as well. They're working hand in glove with the cartel in Mexico. Uh, but, but again, this is worse than flirting with nuclear weapons, much more powerful as, as we now know. There's no reason that, that he can justify doing this. 
I want to switch gears here for just a moment because I've noticed this pattern in Washington, D.C. When someone like you who stands up and speaks for the American people asking tough questions, the media all of a sudden comes after you. And I saw this piece out of Huffington Post. Now, consider the source. But uh, I had uh, Al Franken's replacement in the Senate, uh, Tina Smith, questioning you on issues of the uh, the uh, abortion pill. I mean, speak to that for a moment, if you will. Well, Tony, I, I appreciate you asking me about this. Uh, so we had an amendment that would have required an ultrasound before any type of abortion, abortion pills or whatever we're talking about here. And realizing that Tina Smith uh, was once an executive for Planned Parenthood, as we put this question and issue into context, Planned Parenthood prints money by doing abortions. Abortions is a billion-dollar industry in America, and she worked for the leading abortion company in the entire country. So they would have lost lots of money if they would have accepted my amendment. Half of women, when they see a sonogram, will decide not to have the abortion done. So Tina Smith is willing to put uh, money as well as the health of moms uh, ahead of this legislation. I'll always be a doctor first. Our legislation would have helped protect and save the lives of women as well as prevent uh, fetal malformations as well. You will always be a doctor and a statesman. Let me just say, I think I speak for our viewers and listeners for thanking you for you know, not backing down in the face of these attacks by the legacy media and, and others that are simply trying to discredit voices of, uh, of truth. And, and by the way, Senator, you always have a platform here if you want to come talk to the American people. You know, Tony, I appreciate standing side beside you, side beside with FRC as we're both up here fighting to protect American values. Thank you for what you all do as well. All right, folks, stick with us. We're coming back with more after this. Would you like to spend consistent time in God's Word? Then join Family Research Council on an exciting journey through the Bible. FRC's two-year Bible reading plan helps you to approach daily Bible reading intentionally. You will dive deeper into the nature of God and how His Word speaks into cultural issues of today. All wisdom comes from God, and He has given us the Bible as a way to understand the world. His Word is necessary in our lives, so much so that Christ said, We are to live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He calls it our daily bread because we need it daily to sustain us and nourish us spiritually, just like food does physically. Start this adventure today with Family Research Council. When you sign up, we'll text you with daily passages and questions that help prepare you for conversations with your friends and family. To begin this journey, visit frc.org slash Bible. First Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks for a reason for the hope that we have. The mission of FRC's online center for biblical worldview is to carry out that first by training Christians to advance and defend the faith in their families, communities, and the public square, as now more than ever, we need to be grounded in the truth of God's word. The Center for Biblical Worldview provides amazing written resources for a wide range of relevant issues, including biblical stances on voting, religious liberty, abortion, marriage, and sexuality. Each of these topics comes as a free downloadable PDF version, abbreviated version, and Spanish translation, along with a prayer guide. 
To access this written series or to sign up for the Center for Biblical Worldviews monthly newsletter, visit frc.org worldview. Did you know that from as early as 12 weeks, and certainly by 20 weeks, an unborn child can feel pain? Did you know the issue of pornography is growing among women? Did you know that pornography, sex trafficking, and abortion are all linked and on the rise across the globe? Issues such as pornography, human trafficking, drug legalization, and abortion are all violations of human dignity and have resulted in the devaluation of human life in our culture. Family Research Council stands firm on the principle that every life has value, ought to be respected, and has been designed for a unique purpose. Educate yourself on the harms of pornography, human trafficking, and abortion so that you can offer hope and help. Learn more at frc.org forward slash life. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. The website is TonyPerkins.com. And be sure and check out our new online news service, The Stand, The Washington Stand. You can go to WashingtonStand.com. Lots of stories there, news and commentary from a biblical perspective. All right, there's been quite a buzz around the launch of China's latest and most advanced aircraft carrier, the Fujian. It, it's, uh, it's named after Chinese, uh, the Chinese province closest to Taiwan. And when you compare that to the buzz that the U.S. Navy is getting for what it's doing to prepare its sailor, sailors, well, uh, there's a stark contrast. China launched its third and most advanced aircraft carrier on Friday, with improved capabilities and rivaling the U.S. Navy's carriers for size. The Fujian represents a big step forward in technology and capabilities. Meanwhile, in the U.S. Navy... Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. No, misgendering someone may not be the end of the world. But if we continue this foolishness, it could be the end of the United States as we know it. Joining me now to share his thoughts on this is more is Congressman Pat Fallon. He serves on the House Armed Services Committee and the Oversight Committee. He represents the 4th Congressional District of Texas. Congressman, welcome back to the program. Tony, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, let's start, uh, Congressman, right here. I mean, when you contrast what China is doing and what our Navy is doing, I mean, we're out to lunch, or worse. I mean, this is like a bad satire, you know, like some B-movie from the 70s or something, Tony. I mean, I can't believe this is reality. I would agree with one of the videos. The video was three and a half minutes, and it seemed like it took four hours to watch it. It was so uh, such a painful waste of time. But the fact that, uh, yes, misgendering somebody is not the end of the world. That's about the only thing I agree with. The fact that the, that, uh, you know, we, we were looking at Russia training their troops in Nicaragua. The, uh, the Russia's uh, deputy chairman of the Security Council suggested the United States should be uh, uh, negotiating an arms treaty by implying that uh, the, you know, they don't fear the United States. The fact that China, as you mentioned, just launched 
their uh, latest aircraft carrier, and Iran's on the precipice of getting a nuclear weapon, and we're worried about pronouns? Uh, it's just farcical. This is just, I'm just, I'm beyond, it's beyond words. I'm unbelievable. I mean, and, and this is, this is not just like one ship they're launching. I mean, they're regular, I think once a week, they are launching a new ship. The next aircraft carrier China plans to build is expected to be nuclear powered. In the meantime, what is our Department of Defense doing to strengthen our readiness and our capabilities? Right. Well, that's the thing. When you see things like this and silly things like this, our office is writing a letter immediately. I uh, just saw this yesterday to the Navy asking them what, what, how much money was spent, what kind of taxpayer money was wasted on this. This is political. And then uh, with the inference of uh, talking about allies, you know, like as if they were allies to the LBGT community and things of that nature. This is political. It's not military. It doesn't do anything for military readiness whatsoever. And by the way, in the 54 years I've been on this planet, Tony, I have never had an encounter where somebody was remotely upset that I used he or she ever. This is a non-issue, and it's just catering to the far left. Uh, folks, uh, if you're listening on radio, you didn't see the clip, but, I mean, it's essentially the Navy has put together what appears to be a, a bad knockoff of Sesame Street talking about pronouns. And, and that's what the Navy is doing. I mean, this is uh, – it's almost beyond words, but it is so dangerous. Now, uh, Congressman – Fallon, you're from Texas. This past weekend, the Texas Republican Party adopted a platform. And you know what they did? They took a consistent stand on the same issues they've been standing on for years, and they've pushed back to this left nonsense that is putting our nation, not to mention our children, in danger. And, of course, the media has just piled on, uh, calling them regressive and everything else. Well, you know what? In Texas, we're not going to we won't let them silence our patriotism and our common sense. Uh, what that platform did was affirmed natural marriage, the right to life. America's status is one nation under God. The fact that we're not going to spend taxpayer dollars on drag queen story hour or punishing people if they, quote unquote, misuse someone's pronouns protecting and the sanctity and recognizing the sanctity of innocent human life that were created in God's image and that we should be treated and, and protected equally. No, these are commonsensical things, Tony, that we're going to stand by. And, and also, church services will never be shut down again because we have a First Amendment right to worship as we see fit to the dictates of our own conscience. These are common, uh, common sense things that our nation is based on. Well, and I'm grateful for uh, Texas taking that stand and not backing up one inch in the face of this uh, leftist push. I know, Congressman, you're uh, you're heading into a markup in the Armed Services Committee on the NDAA. Are we going to be uh, seeing this push again to force women to register for the draft? Um, I don't think that's going to be on the top of our list, Tony, and we're not going to – we're going to do our very best at Talk about the real issues that we should be talking about. You know, in this and markup, there's going to be probably seven, eight hundred amendments. We're going to be going for about eighteen to twenty hours, and uh, we need to protect this nation, and we need to counter uh, China's growth uh, in, in their increasing aggressiveness. This is a dangerous world. You know that uh, this world has walls, yeah. and we, we we need to do everything we can to to move the ball forward. Well, maybe you should authorize them using the right pronouns, uh, as they've always been used in this uh, country.
Congressman, always great to talk with you. Yep. Absolutely. One thing, you know what? The world needs a strong United States, and in order for the United States to be strong, we need a strong Texas. You know, and and Texas is going to be, we're going to stand strong, we're going to stand firm because we know what's at stake. So I want to thank you very much for having me on, and and God bless you. All right. Uh, Congressman Pat Fallon of uh, Texas, right next door to Louisiana, my home state. Look, um, I, I know this stuff sometimes is almost comical. The fact that the R- or the Navy was spending all of this money to do this Sesame Street type program to talk about pronouns, I mean, it's it's laughable. In fact, I think that's what Russia, China, North Korea, they're laughing at us. They're laughing at us. Folks, I mean, we need to be praying that we get some leaders that have some sense about them and have not been blinded by the darkness of this hour. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to get a report from uh, someone who's working in the schools to take light into the darkness. That's next. Don't go away. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org internships to apply. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins. Good to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. The website, TonyPerkins.com. You know, it's well established that uh, pre-teen years are a crucial time for spiritual development of children. Um, You look at George Barna's research, and 85% of people who come to know Christ do so between the ages of 4 and 14. That's when they're in school. And that's when all of this stuff we've been talking about, this indoctrination has been taking place. Well, this past Saturday, I was in Dallas uh, to speak as at a gala 
for Kids Beach Club. Now, this is an organization that's been around for 20 years, and they have been working to equip churches uh, under the law. This is this is totally legal to go in and do after school Bible clubs in these schools. And they've reached tens of thousands of children with the, the gospel message. They are connecting kids to Christ, putting a Bible in their hand and hope in their heart. It is a great program. And I wanted to ask the founder and president, uh, Jack Terrell, to join me today uh, on Washington Watch to talk a little bit about uh, the program. Jack, welcome to Washington Watch. Brother, thank you. What a joy to be with you. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I enjoyed my time with you and just uh, thrilled by the work of Kids Beach Club. So just to, just uh, let our listeners and viewers know just what Kids Beach Club is all about. Sure. Yeah, we've been doing bi- after-school Bible clubs for uh, approximately 20 years, and um, everything that we do is falls under the um, the equal access, and so we simply find those schools that are currently doing some form of act, after-school activity, and we we then go in and we leave space, and we then partner with churches to come alongside, and then they take our program. We actually enter into the school district, and then they take our program, and they go in with volunteers after school, and they have the opportunity to uh, then take Jesus into those schools under our banner and under our uh, the name of Kids Beach Club. It's just been amazing. We've seen thousands. We've seen a little over 10,000 kids come to know Christ, and we've had over 100,000, uh, 100, lots of children that have come through our ministry uh, since we began. So this is really kind of a turnkey operation for churches. They provide a, a just not even a match. They provide a little bit of financial resources uh, because it has cost to have the materials and to get into the schools. But they just put forward some volunteers, and you take care of the rest. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. We uh, we have got a great team here, and and Father has blessed us with some amazing leadership. It all you know it all rises and falls on leadership and. So we've got some amazing people that handle the all of the processes, talking with the principals, helping the districts understand who we are and from what perspective we bring, the values that we bring. Because all of our all of our clubs uh, teach the same curriculum every year, and it's character based, and it's something that absolutely helps that child become a better uh, little dude or a little girl in school, and it just absolutely reduces all kinds of things. Reading goes up, uh, bad behavior goes down, and it's amazing when you bring truth back into people's lives, and it gives them hope. And so, yeah, we're a turnkey operation. All someone has to do is just contact us, kidsbeachclub.org, go on our website, let us know that they would like to have us come and, and help them get into that school, and we would be glad to take that absolutely run with it. I think it'd be great for every church in America to adopt their local school. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not an advocate for us putting our kids in school, but I am for us going into the schools to take the light of the gospel into those schools and and pastors, churches. It's a great way to do it. it, it, The work has been done for you. It's just a matter of getting people to have heart for kids and and going into these schools to take the gospel. Uh, Before we run out of time, Jack, uh, COVID presented a lot of challenges for Hmm. people. Schools were shut down. 
But the Lord opened new, a new door for you that is just taking off very quickly. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, COVID for us was an amazing blessing. I know that sounds crazy, um, but it forced us or caused us or allowed us to see that there's another opportunity that Father had for us. And that was, we went TV. We have no idea what TV was or how much it cost, but we knew that the gospel was important and the children that we were already working with, they deserved something to finish out that first year when COVID hit. So we brought some, some people in locally and we videotaped the, the different sessions that we have and the children loved it. We had over 10,000 kiddos watching us do these crazy TV shows. Well, since then, to God be the glory, we've been able to uh, create a TV show, Kids Beach Club TV. Uh, and there's, it's won all kinds of awards and, uh, it's been absolutely so well received. So yeah, folks can go on to their local affiliate, uh, their direct TV or all of those different stations, do a search for Kids Beach Club and then boom, there you'll find the TV shows that are now happening on Saturday mornings, typically from six o'clock through about eight o'clock in the Saturday morning hour. But they're all there. Uh, we've got 55 episodes to the glory of the Lord, and uh, and it's been amazing. It's been well-received. It's actor-led. Children are, are involved. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun, and it's been very, very well-received. Thank you, Tony. It sure has. It's, uh, it's well done as well. In fact, I met some of the kids who were part of those yeah. programs. Jack, uh, great to have you on the program, and keep up the uh, the great work that you're doing for the kingdom. Blessings to you, Tony. Love you, brother. Fell in love with you the other night. And just, man, we'd love to have you come back. Well, I'm sure I'll be back in Dallas. And uh, folks, check that out. It's a great opportunity for your church to get into the public school and take the light of the gospel. All right, don't go away. We're coming back with more Washington Watch. It's National Women's Sports Week. That's next. Don't go away. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. With the increase in tech censorship of conservatives and Christians, Family Research Council created a tech subscription platform to be sure we don't go completely dark due to censorship. It is important to us that we stay connected with you and that you stay informed. So if we get canceled, you can still access updates on faith, family, and freedom. How? Just text STAND to 67742 to sign up for our text alerts and you will get FRC's content straight to your phone. Again, just text STAND to 67742 and you will get alerts on the biggest stories of the day. 
with just a simple text, always have access to our content and stay informed and connected with like-minded community. Text STAND to 67742. That's STAND to 67742. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org slash internships to apply. You're listening to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. So so glad that you tuned in on this Tuesday afternoon. TonyPerkins.com is the website. Lots of of resources there for you, including uh, contact information and uh, items that our guests made reference to. So I encourage you to look at that. Also, the Washington Stand, our new online news service, news and commentary from a biblical perspective. Also, don't miss your opportunity to partner with FRC as we come to the end of our fiscal year. You know, we're here encouraging Christians to pray, to vote, and to stand for truth. And and you can partner with us in that. We have folks standing by to take your call. If you'd like to partner with us financially, give us a call, 800-225-4008. I want to thank those of you who called yesterday as we we are uh, down to the end of the wire, June 30th, end of our fiscal year. And so if you'd like to partner with us, this is a great time to do so. 800-225-4008, or you can go to TonyPerkins.com. Now, before we get into our our next topic of women's sports, I I just want to give a a quick update on the story that we covered yesterday on the LGBT pride display that was set up in the children's section of the main branch of the Portsmouth Public Library in Ohio. Now, earlier this afternoon, the library's board of trustees held its monthly meeting, and uh, there was quite a turnout uh, to address this issue. And by the way, I just want to say this. We, we get a lot of tips, and so please continue to email me if you see these things in your community and you're moving to uh, to address them. Hey, we're going to come in behind you. You can email me, Tony, at TonyPerkins.com. Joining me now to, uh, to give us a quick update on what happened at today's meeting is Tim Throckmorton. He's the National Director for Community Impact here at the Family Research Council, and he was there today. He's uh, kind of one of our guys that he heads out to these hot spots all across the country to rally pastors and encourage them in standing for truth. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be with you, Tony. Uh, it's an honor. And this is this happens to be my hot spot. This is where I live, and so uh, it was uh, it was good to to see folks I knew, pastors I knew, at the meeting today. Uh, standing for biblical truth. So give us a quick update. What happened at today's meeting? 
There were uh, 40 to 50 folks there. They uh, presented the issue. They gave a lot of folks time to talk. About 30 people talked. And it was pretty, pretty much divided. Half, half were in, in uh, support and others uh, wanted to see this taken down. And what was really stark was the contrast between this, uh, what we talk about often, Tony, the biblical worldview that the church produces in hearts and lives and those who are vacant of that. Uh, the focus uh, for those who are standing for the pride uh, display and for the uh, the initiative behind it, uh, we're, we're uh, just talking about feelings, focusing on feelings, quoting talking points, and even quoting uh, President Biden's recent address. And the uh, those with the biblical worldview had a focus on the true issue, which was the indoctrination that was taking place and children that were coming into the library. And uh, so the the uh, the board did not act today. Uh, they are moving forward to investigate further how this happened. The display was taken down because pastors actually checked all the books out, so they had no books for the display. And then uh, they're going to get some legal counsel and probably in July uh, make a decision moving forward. That's a, that's kind of an interesting tactic is just to go in and check out all of these books so that the kids can't uh, get them if they're going to put them on uh, the shelf. So the uh, they'll be looking into this, and I'm assuming uh, that the local pastors that you're going to be organizing and work are meeting with next week are not going to let this go. No, we're, we've we've got 20 or so watchman pastors in this county that I many of them I've known for years. We're meeting next week, and the churches will be speaking out and reaching out uh, to the uh, director of the library and to, uh, I'm certain, the board members they know, and educating their congregation, just like uh, the Community Impact Team is built for, educating their congregation right. on the issue and engaging them here at the local level. All right, Tim Throckmorton, thanks so much for giving us that update. We'll continue uh, to watch that and other events like this across the country as people give us that information. By the way, if you uh, if you live in the area, I'm not advocating that everybody across the country do this, but if you live in the area, you can actually call the director of the library, Paige Williams. The main library number is 740-354-5688. That's 740 740- Three five four fifty six eighty eight again. Uh, especially for those of you who live in Ohio, I'm not suggesting folks all across the country give them a call. I don't want to burn up their phone line. But if you live in Ohio and you're a taxpayer there, you've got every right to speak into this seven four zero three five four fifty six eighty eight. But be civil. Just you know, state the facts. The Family Research Council is a part of a coalition of groups that is declaring this week. June the 20th through the 26th, National Women's Sports Week. Now, the uh, special week coincides with the celebration of the 50th anniversary of Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 that is best known for guaranteeing women and girls the right to equal athletic opportunities. Well, we started the week with some good news coming out of the International Swimming Federation, which voted Sunday to approve a new policy that will restrict most transgender athletes from competing in elite women's aquatic competitions. And now we see other athletic organizations taking similar steps. Joining me now to talk about this and more is Congressman Greg Stubbe. He's been working to get to the House floor his Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, which 
Congressional Democrats have been holding up. He represents the 17th Congressional District of Florida. Greg, welcome back to the program. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. Well, you have to be affirmed in your efforts by the uh, announcement by the International Swimming Federation over the weekend. Well, yes and no. I mean, how does that feel for uh, the person from my district who lost to Leah Thomas, uh, who's a biological male that competed in that um, in, in a swimming meet? So how does that change affect her title? Are they going to go back and change that title? But I think those type of organizations are starting to see the American people don't support these policies. They don't support allowing biological men to compete with biological women in Title IX athletics. It was why Title IX athletics was created by Congress in the 70s in the first place was to create a place for women to have an equal playing field to be able to compete with other women in collegiate activities. I, I agree with you. It's wrong in what happened with, with her, but I, I, I am encouraged that because of your leadership and the outspoken, uh, really, women who have been in sports, past, present, and, and those who desire to be in sports are speaking out. And I think these organizations, which were kind of just blowing them off earlier, can't do that any longer. Yeah, you have a large amount of feminist-type organizations that are obviously typically left-leaning, liberal in their application of policy, who stand for protecting women's sports. So you have this dichotomy where you have groups within the progressive movement that are saying, no, we need to protect women's sports. That's why Title IX was created in the first place. So you've got divides within their own party. But when it comes to policy, you've got Speaker Pelosi preventing my bill from coming to the floor. Um, you have the Democrats all voting no when I offered this as an amendment on the Equality Act. So you still have the Democrats standing steadfast against protecting women's sports and not allowing biological men to compete in women's collegiate activities. So your discharge petition, where are you in terms of signatures? We're over 185 signatures. We still need to get um, all of the Republicans on there. So I would encourage your viewers, if you have a representative and your representative hasn't signed the discharge petition, I would encourage you to call their office and encourage them to do that. And once we get all the Republicans, we'll start trying to work on the Democrats. Uh, but with the midterm elections coming up, the last thing that Speaker Pelosi is going to want is for her members to vote on this type of bill, which is why we brought the discharge petition to force her hand to allow a vote if we get the 218 signatures on the petition. And folks, this is a great time this week as we celebrate women's sports to, uh, to contact your member of Congress. They're in this week, uh, and this would be a great time for them to address this issue, sign on to the discharge petition. Uh, Greg, I, I know I've, I've talked to leadership, and I, this will be, um, this is not, a, a, a vain effort, even though Nancy Pelosi may block it. This will be uh, a top issue for Republicans if they take the majority in November, will it not? Yeah, Leader McCarthy has stated publicly that this will be one of the bills that the conference will pass in its first 100 days. Um, so it's great to see leadership come out and make such a public statement about where we stand as a party. And when we take the uh, gavels back in January after we win the midterms in November, that this is going to be one of those things that we stand with Americans, the majority of Americans that want to protect women and want to protect girls and protect women's collegiate activities from having biological men competing with them in their locker rooms, in, in your child's locker rooms. Uh, so it's an important thing, and I'm glad to see that leadership has signed on and has made it a priority going into uh, the next cycle.
I just got to ask you this. When you ran for Congress, did you ever think this was what you were going to have to be fighting for, the right for women to not have to compete with men in women's sports? Yeah, I've said before that it's a sad day in America where we actually have to do a bill to lay out a framework and a policy from Congress that biological men cannot be in women and girls locker rooms, can't be competing with them on the sports fields. It's a sad day in America that we're forced to do this, but I'm happy to stand with women. I'm happy to stand with where we are as a country to fight against all these leftist progressive policies. And I'm, and I'm happy that the leadership's going to take this on in the next Congress. I think it's necessary for the country to set this straight. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the lead on this effort because I do think it has made a difference as you've been out there articulating the arguments in favor of this. I, I do think the, the, the pendulum is swinging. People are saying this is nonsense. It makes it is just it shouldn't be happening. And so uh, that, that in, in large part is due, I think, to your leadership on this issue. Uh, before we got a couple of minutes before we go, I, I know you're a, a military veteran, Army veteran. And I don't know if you saw what the Navy now is doing in terms of promoting the proper gender uh, pronoun usage. Uh, that while the Chinese uh, military Navy is launching aircraft carriers, we're focused on proper pronoun uses so that we do not uh, offend anyone. Uh, how do you stay a strong nation if you're doing that kind of stuff? Yeah, look, our military is not where politics should be. Our military should be in focusing on the service and security of the American people and the service and sanctity of our borders and this country and the defense of this nation and not on what pronouns to use, not on changing Army and DOD regulations for certain pronouns in transgenderism and providing for surgeries for people to change their sex in the military. That is not what our focus should be. And that is why we are losing militarily on the world stage to people like China who are focused on the defense of their nation and being proactive in their military spending. They're not focused on things like this. China and Russia and these other countries that are our enemies are laughing at us that we're spending time and money and effort on things like pronouns in our DOD policies and manuals and in our service of uh, defense products and not on the safety and sanctity of the American people. And I actually think we see that in the dropping of uh, recruiting numbers. They're, they're dropping. Uh, we cannot, our military, all branches of the service cannot meet their recruitment goals. And I think, you know, people are saying, look, I, those that love this country do not want to go in and be indoctrinated with this woke agenda that the left is pushing on a nation's military indoctrinated in their agenda, forced to take a vaccine that we're now getting more and more research is certainly not effective for that young demographic that doesn't have other health complications. And after what happened in Afghanistan and after the blunders that this White House and the Biden administration have done time after time, uh, you just watch what happened to Afghanistan. And it would be very difficult to make to raise your right hand and swear an oath to the Constitution to serve under this president because he's more concerned about progressive leftist policies than serving our country and protecting the nation's borders. Final question for you, Congressman Stubbe. Does that change under the Republican Congress? Well, the good thing is, is we take the gavels 
in January if we win the midterms, and we're in control of the appropriations process. So no, we don't have the White House, but we have control of the House and the purse strings. And so we can accomplish policy objectives by the fact that we have the appropriations control in the House. And I hope that this majority, that when we get elected uh, and we take over, our leadership is going to be strong conservative leaderships on the appropriations process, and we can rein in the border. We can rein in reckless spending, and we can do these type of things to prevent what is going on in our military through the appropriations process. Yes, Congress has the purse strings, and that means a lot. Congressman Greg Stubbe, always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you could not have a clear contrast between the two parties. I mean, you saw it. Uh, we were talking earlier about what took place this week in Texas, where the Texas a Republican Party adopting a platform, which is essentially the same platform they've had, standing for traditional values and being pummeled by the national media. Again, I want to encourage you, if you're getting your news and information from the cable news networks and legacy media, you need to find a new source. Um, you know, there are some conservatives. I mean, Fox is somewhat conservative, but when they've got uh, Bruce Ed Jenner on there, uh, you know, giving his take on things, and you've got, um, you know, them promoting transgenderism and little kids, they're gone. Check out the Washington Stand, WashingtonStand.com, and uh, get news and information from a biblical perspective. All right, folks, great to have you with us today. Uh, again, tomorrow we're going to be taking a look at the religious liberty case handed down by the Supreme Court today as it pertains to education, a major, major case and still more to come from the court in the next week. So uh, we're going to be looking at that as well. Until next time, I leave you once again with the encouraging words of the Apostle Paul found in Ephesians 6, where he says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you have taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at one 866 372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.